When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everyone, I'm Wa. And I'm Chris, and welcome to Docu Sweeties. We're two longtime friends who discuss the riveting and sometimes trashy world of reality TV and docuseries. Yes, but through our own lens, honey, which is peppery, which is salty, which is very bitter, acidic, I mean, dry as the day is long, but at the end of the day, hopefully mildly sweet. Talking Hi. about long. <laughs> Talking about long, not this season of Love After Lockup, um, which is ending as we move right into another riveting season of Life After Lockup. So we're going to call this one, alongside everything, Love After Lockup, season four, episode 14, the season finale, and it was called Redding, Wedding Rings and Secret Things. Hi. It's episode 40. I put 20, you said 14, and it's episode 40. <laughs> I said 14. Are you sure I said 14? So I'm looking at a four zero. But uh, yeah, okay. Uh, listen, here we are. Another, you know, it's really just so lovely to see the circle of life and um we're big fans here of lion king and i gave her an opportunity i do things for her all the time um michael honey love gets out of lockup and then life now i would say Probably the better cycle is getting out of lockup is to move on with your life, get your life together. And then once you get your life together out of lockup, then find some love. But guess what? That's not the cycle of the show, Wa. Do we find our place on the path unwinding in the circle? The circle of life. <sighs> okay. Um, so yeah, we've we had some some breakups that needed to happen. Mm-hmm. And I've <laughs> it makes me really happy to know that Ashley and Travis was broken up because what that means is that Travis made decisions that really needed to work for him because he wasn't prepared to deal with somebody who had no money and was constantly crying. It wasn't good for his sobriety. And so he made the right choice. I mean, we all know that he was using her anyway and that, you know, he really tried, but then he's just like, "Mm, not worth it. Mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. I mean, no, there was a there were some t- telltale signs that we'll get into. Let's just start with them since, you know, we kind of ended with them <laughs> in a way. Um, so here we are. Do we have a picture? I'm like, I don't think we ever had a picture for them for some reason. Yeah, we do. Oh, mm-hmm. It's so fun to try and find them. Okay, here they are. Uh, God, who does he look like in this picture? It's like giving me, uh, it's not Carrie Elwes. It's like giving me some sort of like law and order man or some, I don't know. He, he looks like he could be related to Billy Bob Thornton. There's a there's a there's a hardness to his face. It seems like he should be a character on Deadwood. Oh, sure. But at the same time, even though you say there's a hardness to his face, look at the filtered texture of his skin in this picture. It looks like he is just a, like a Kardashian so airbrushed. Um so listen, uh we start off, honey, and they are awake, which is already crazy because they had like the craziest night before, just drinking, drinking, drinking. And when I say they're awake, I mean barely, you know, I mean, (laughs) they're in a car with all of their stuff on the way to his mommy's house because last night she drunkenly agreed after crying and whatnot to move into his mom's house because why? She has no other option. And so for some, you know what also they decided to do because I guess they had no other option is drive the entire way there with this floaty that's incredibly big and incredibly intrusive to their space, completely inflated. 
and inflated. Sorry, wait. Is the word flated? Wait, it's inflated in- and deflated. So it's inflated. It's not deflated. It would have been better if it was deflated. You know, like Deflate Gate, like when Tom Brady did that thing, but we like forgot about it because I don't. I mean, sports, right? Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it was the craziest scene. And I think that producers were like, just go on ahead and leave it up. It'll be really interesting. And so they did because what, I mean, she has a pool, right? Mom has a pool. And I guess maybe they were like, we're not going to have enough breath between the two of us to actually pump this up again. It was already hard the first time. So I'm not taking it down. Um, and so therefore I can see, you know, they're, they're in their late forties. Um, and he is 44 apparently. And which I did not know. I mean, I know it must've said his age on the title card, but I didn't know they get to the house and she is so annoyed with the mom and in like a very bratty way to the point. She doesn't even greet this lady before moving into her home. They they roll up, they get to the house and she's like, Oh, we just really got to move in. Okay. So like none, none of these pleasantries, none of these hellos, how you doing? Thank you for letting us live here. You know, none of that. Just like, I'm going to start unloading the thing. We're really busy. So if you want to hug someone go ahead and just hug Travis. The mom comes out and she's like, oh my God, I couldn't sleep last night. And I really just feel like I was so terrible to you. And I, and I'm just trying to hold on to and get back our time that we missed. And I love you so much. And of course you can make your choices and I don't care. And as she like hugs him and like, "Mm," and then like winks, winks, winks to the camera because she truly doesn't mean it. She's like, listen, that woman could be the princess, but I will always be the queen. And I'm going to manipulate and maneuver my way through this situation to the best of my ability. Look at these crystal blue paints that she paints in her eye every day. I don't mean, I mean I'm going to tell you, look, look at this. Uh, yeah, she, um, Ashley is truly horrible in every way. And she like is a petulant child. But yeah, her not greeting this woman and then also being like, oh, your mom's a morning person. Ugh. It's like, yeah, bitch, you get what? You get free rent. So guess what? You're going to get your ass out of bed and not drink all night long. Learn how to drink some coffee in the morning instead of the vodka, honey. Get your ass up and make this woman happy if you're going to live in her fucking house. But then this is what also gets to me. So then Ashley goes into the room, you know, and like brings things in. And like, you know, this mom is like follows her for some reason because they just got there and uh ashley asks his mom what made you feel like you need to tell travis how to run his life at 44 and all of us (laughs) he's his mom and he was out of prison he was in prison most of his life so he it's because she's his mom and it's because he's been in prison. He has like, there's no standing for him to have made any good choices and for him to like feel so holier than thou. People get to now dispense their opinion on him for a long time, especially the person that gave birth to him. It's also giving him free rent. That's who gets to do it. Okay. Her, not you, her. You know what it is? What? It's hard for us to, to uh-huh. hear this because uh-huh. A, we were raised with respect and B, <laughs> We, we go, she's so pissed in her heart. And we forget that Ashley feels like she knows this lady because they've been talking for four years. So Ashley felt like very comfortable to come at that mother like that. When really she should have said, I'm really, I'm really sad that you don't, Jenny, I'm really sad that you think that he and I shouldn't get married. Like, I really love him. And I felt like you and I had such a good relationship. And it just makes me sad that like now he's out, you don't want me to be with him anymore that's not what she said well I don't understand what makes you think that you have any right to tell a 40 44 year old woman the man how to run his life and she's like well um for the first 32 of those years he was fucking up so I feel like I do have a right to tell him what to do with his life because the last I knew of him he didn't know how to make life choices nor decisions it's just like wild to me that that's how she said it. And if I were Jenny and Jenny's playing the long game, she's better than me. Cause my whole moment of goodwill would have gone completely out the door. And listen, Jenny ended up getting what she wanted in anyways. So they give, they give each other a hug and Jenny makes her cutting a little remark about, you know, she's the queen and, and whatever her name is, is the princess. And uh, then the next thing we have is that they lay in the bed and she's like, maybe here it is late. It's three weeks late. And I'm like, how is she not pregnant? How is it all of a sudden you're having sex and your period is three weeks late? I feel like that was a lie. Yeah, it could easily be a lie. She's also like 40, blah, buddy, blue. You know, if she has her period, I don't know how much longer. Probably things are irregular at this time. You know, I don't know. She can, you know, I don't know. She's 38, blah, blue's, first of all. <laughs> She's 38? 
Yeah. No, she's not. Yeah, she is. Let me find that picture. She's 38. <sighs> don't do it, honey. This is a, a po- don't drink, honey. It doesn't do it. Doesn't do you a look a good. Doesn't do oh, doesn't do you a look a good. <laughs> anyway, so I, it's not just drinking. Truly, okay. So as they're laying in bed, and I mean, I don't know, honey. I'm not a listen, I am no drug looks expert, but let's look at these eyes. They are mirror, mirror on the wall. Like they are just freshly cleaned with Windex. They are birds fly into them and then kill themselves because they can't see. They are glass. You know what I'm saying? Like, wow. What is it? What, and his eye, like, you know, what is I know. pills? You, you know that I have a hard time reading someone that looks like her. So I don't know. Truthfully, she looks regular to me. <laughs> and also now that i'm up close is there like a little bit of like a cold sore on her lip i know you hate it you know what happens to people my dad gets cold sores oh lord uh no i, don't, I mean listen i'm just now that i got up close i just want to see she she befuddles me in every way her hair befuddles me i don't know what color it is i don't understand the texture like reality gaze calling her kathy like really felt home to me you know like that felt right and like it felt like thank god and like it was a relief when they said it to me it was blighty day fiance so blighty day fiance said it and then reality uh reality gaze took it and ran with it and now here we are so guys check out blighty day fiance (laughs) they have a podcast and they have a youtube check them out yeah, sorry, Bloody Day. Sorry, yes. And I think that even Reality Gay said this on the mm-hmm. podcast and gave credit. So I'm sorry. I was referencing who had said it to me. Anyway, so um, so anyway, as we're laying in bed and they have like a lot of pillows, which is the only part where I was like, oh no, that's me. They had like she had like at least like four pillows on his on her side. He had three. So then like she's like, you know, I have these two pregnancy tests, which, you know, I'm gonna go take them. And he is ecstatic about the idea of like having made a baby with this like really broke crybaby, you know? So um, she's in there and she's like, remember when you said pee on sticks for your probation? Were you ever this nervous? He's like, no, you know, like truly, God bless. So then uh, she he gets in there and he sniffs around and he realizes that there's no baby in that pee. Not one baby. No baby in the pee. Uh, so Wall started uh, with the dessert at the end. So as we know, they are no longer together. And I will say I'm upset. And the reason why I'm upset is because all that WeTV gave us is that they broke up a couple days at the end of after filming ended or something like that. And obviously the last moment is the mom being like, <laughs> I'm the queens, which is like, <gasps> what happened after this? It felt like they definitely got in fights. Like, obviously they got in fights. Like, and I just like, I, I, I'm, I'm livid that no one thought to like Monique style, leave a hidden camera somewhere and just be like, yeah, filming's done. Filming's done. We have like we don't we i mean like you know those tlc contracts are like i mean you can't get out of them honey like you're you're soul to soul so like the fact they didn't just like leave some cameras and let us see this breakdown whether we have been somewhat invested in because like how how trashy and horrible and toxic this couple is and after all of that and the pool floaty all we get is now they broke up after filming no wah <laughs> no yeah you're right it is um it is it is very sad that we don't get to know. I thought they were in life after lockup, honestly. So I don't know, but they, this, they're, that they are what we need in this show. They are the exact type of couple that are required for this show to do well. I think that he just chose himself. Like he's like, he's like, not only do you not have any money and now I'm going to have to figure everything out earlier than what I thought. And listen, if that were me, I would be the same way to be honest. If we're being honest, I would be the same way because I would have been like, I was led to believe one thing and my love was contingent upon one thing and one outcome. I don't know you on the outside. I only know you from what you said that you had available to give me. Like, think about it. Think if you think about it, if you went started going on dates with a guy. And this guy was like, I'm a lawyer or I'm a doctor. And so you're like, okay, so you make a certain amount a year. So not only are you taking care of me and you're supporting me, 
Um, but also you have like the smarts to be something intelligent. So our progeny will have some sort of skill set. And me as a woman, you have said to me, don't worry, babe, I got you. I'll take care of you. You do what you want to do. You do your, you do your YouTube, you do your podcast thing. Right. (laughs) And then, so part of your love is the fact that he can take care of you. Part of your love is the fact that they have their shit together. And that finances are not going to be a problem because, you know, we live in the year 2023. We don't live in the fucking 1800s where one could just get a plot of land and till some soil and survive. Right. Like, no, this is not what that is. So, like, (laughs) then you get in the relationship with him or you get married and then it turns out he loses his job. Not a doctor. Business is bad. There are no sick people. (laughs) And all of a sudden they're a mild alcoholic. And they're hoisting their problems onto you. So now you're like, I thought my life was going to be this. And it's not now, but I'm with this person and it's this. You were led astray. And that's, I really feel what what Travis, happened to Travis. Like he just couldn't, he, he was led astray. Oh, I completely agree with you. This is this can be said. This this is what happened to Anfisa. This is mm-hmm. uh, Anfisa and Jorge. This is what happened to Juliana and Michael. Mm-hmm. You know, like you know, like, yeah, of course. And if Travis was a woman, and if Ashley was a man, and you know, but the same sort of situation where one thing was, you know, it would have been a different situation. But I mean, here's the thing: people get in relationships for whatever reasons, and I hate to say it, but most often men are looking if you know in heterosexual relationships men usually are looking for um a person a woman that is attractive and can create a, a a grounded family stabilizing life to support his pursuits and or their pursuits and if that means like cleaning the house or having babies or planning holidays or whatever it is you know like there's there's that element. So that is to be said that the man has to provide and the, you know, and if that doesn't happen down the line and contracts are voided, then, you know, people need to be happy and move on. People are looking for things, you know, to, and so, yeah, I mean, Travis and Ashley were never supposed to work out and Ashley really needs some help. And so does Travis. I mean, again, what I said earlier is true. Like none of these people should be looking at love, honey. They should be looking at their own lives, but you know, it's not the cycle. Um, yeah. So let's move on to um, another Coops Badoops. And why wow, do you want to? Cameron and Eris. Okay, you guys. So it's the next morning and Cameron is knocked out drunk on the couch and she's waking up. She's getting all her things together. She's got to get to the airport and she goes to wake him up and she's like, Cam, Cam. And he's like, well, it's too early. And she's like, well, it's actually 1 p.m. So I guess. Um, and she's like, he's been snoring all night and he, he's just been like doing the most. And she's like, fine, then I'm leaving. I'm leaving. And he's like, fucking whatever, bitch. You know, he doesn't say that, but that's what I, that's what he's thinking in my mind. So she leaves and she goes downstairs. And the moment she leaves, he immediately pops up. At least that's how the editing seems. He pops up. And so he then g- calls her and he's like, hey, Siri, call my wife. And so Siri calls, quote, my wife. And she's like, hello, which is what they all do. And um, wow, you're just going through all the pictures. Oh, <laughs> and so then, uh, yeah, he's like cuddling a shoe. And we're, we're confused as to why he's got a shoe on him. It feels like some producer or somebody like put it up there. Oh, I said, hey, Siri. And my Apple Watch just like started doing stuff. No, no, girl, calm down. Um, and so she answers the phone and she's just like i'm downstairs getting coffee and he's like oh are you gonna get me some so this whole so this is what what happens apparently when she leaves he's supposed to leave with her and we don't quite get that when she leaves him we just think that he's just not kissing his wife goodbye as she goes to the airport he's supposed to like check out with her so then she like so she's not really going to leave that's why she answers his phone call and so she gets downstairs Uh, and she waits for him and then he comes down and they're having this conversation and he's like she's like you know you're being irresponsible that's not the way you're supposed to behave and he's like listen I don't have two POs or whatever those people are called COs or whatever parole officers yeah PO I don't have two POs and I don't want to feel that way I just got out of prison I've just not had my rights for a very long time and you know are you going to be on my side or what and she's like what are you like what 
she's like making sense, making sense. She's just saying sentences that make sense. And then he's responding with sentences, blaming her. Like one of his things is like, well, if you had gone with me last night, then I, maybe I wouldn't have gotten so drunk. So really whose fault is it then? You would have limited me. Like you would have restricted me and kept me in line. So you didn't, you weren't there to do it. So your fault. I got fucked up and so blacked out drunk that I threw my ring at you and was obnoxious and whatnot. I mean, it's like, she's like, you, I just picked you from a halfway house because of drinking. He really is like, no, I just blacked out. So I'm not hurting anyone. Meanwhile, like, remember when this man was like, I'm so drunk. I have busted up knuckles. I don't know who I fought. Like, he wouldn't even remember if he did anything. He thinks that if he didn't wake up in prison, check success. Yeah. He's like, if I didn't, if I didn't cheat on you, then I don't understand what the problem is. And I was like, wow, cheating is like the, the least, not the least. It's a big thing, but it's in a different category of like ways you can fuck up your marriage. Yeah. You could literally go back to, you have no, I mean, it's sad that how come some people feel like there's therapy in prison and some people feel like did you go through any drug or alcohol treatment at all like it very much seems like you are ignorantly happy and blissfully in like an addiction with absolutely no wherewithal to know the words coming out of your mouth are like irrational you know asinine drivel i don't know you know what i'm saying there's no like accountability sometimes you see people come out of prison where they're just like obviously had taken time and a lot of time in therapy and it like turned them in some way. Sometimes they use words that are very obvious. They're like, well, that's a little convoluted, but you're trying. This man feels like he never went to prison. I mean, like sometimes Cameron talks to you like, hello, have you ever been dealt one part of a consequence? It feels like, no, it feels like you have like no even memories of what could happen if you continue to drink. I'll, to the access of what you do. Yeah, he doesn't even think that his drinking has anything to do with him going to jail because he's like, I would never do anything that would get me back to jail except for get blackout drunk and possibly do something that I don't remember doing. But I, other than that, I would never do anything. It's just weird. So she's like, are you going to come be with me? And he was like, are you going to let me come be with you? And she's like, okay, well, are you going to wear your ring while I'm gone? Are you going to give my ring back? And he's like, she's like, you threw your ring at me. Well, I don't remember doing it. So basically I didn't do it. Since I don't remember throwing the ring at you, and since you didn't come with me to watch me, and since you're not my PO, um, none of this is my fault, and you need to take responsibility for your role in this, and put my ring on my finger. And so she puts the ring on his finger, and then I kind of like don't care about her anymore. Yeah, because she says this. She's like, I just need you to be a good role model, and like, and then it hurts us because we know that she's gonna take him back, and no, he can't. And why would you think that he would be able to? And no, like that's a very we want to shake her and be like, no, we, we really love your girl. We really love your uh, little girl. So can you not? And then she's like, I just need you to like calm down the parting a little bit. She actually says that. She actually says like, I just like, I need to be a role model for my daughter. I just need you to calm. Like, I just need you to like stop the partying a little bit. And when she said that, I was like, oh, that's why you really can't honey put, too much of your empathy. Don't be an empath and watch this show, honey. Just don't do it. Can't do it. Don't do it. This is too much. It's too painful. It could be, especially like on a season finale like this, when we like really do think that daughter is so nice and pretty and lovely and smart. And we just like, it is hard because even if this is fake, it feels very real because A, Cameron's a great actor. We've been talking about that. He's incredibly charismatic on screen, but also B, it does kind of feel real. He does feel like an asshole and Eris does feel dumb in the scene. You know? Yeah. All right. Let's move on to, to the next couple. And that would be, let's go to Monique and Derek. Um, <laughs> wait, what happens with Eris and Cameron? What is their. Oh, sorry. So with Eris and Mills, so Eris and Cameron, basically, obviously also they go to the airport and when he, they leave, like they leave each other in the parking garage. He like, they hug, they don't kiss at all. It's not romantic. It feels very awkward. She just like, okay, bye. He's like, okay, bye. I'll see you in 60 days. Anyway, that's how that ends. So basically it's very much like he has been trying to not drink as much and she has plans to go see him again. It's really that it was like that. Ugh. 
Okay, so Monique and Derek, honey. Mm -hmm. Um, So we start out with Derek and Monique and they're in a car and he's trying to get his brother and his sister to go to a park and he's trying to figure out like, um, he's trying to like, he's like, man, I'm trying to, you know, create, create like a, a, a cookout, you know, blah, blah, blah. And he's like trying to create this like time for Monique and his siblings to make amends and get along and to like talk and whatnot. So he invites big mama and like all the family together and um, they, him and Monique go to target somewhere and they just get a bunch of like goodies. And I'm like, damn Monique, how much did you spend on this? But then I was thinking like, Oh, he has his 9,000. So he could have bought all these items. You know what I'm saying? He has his little bank account, got a little bank card. Could have gone in there and got some goodies. So then they get to the um <laughs> the park, and she's like, "This is like the blind leading the blind." When he like throws some f- gasoline on the fire and like it sparks up and all this jazz. But anyways, so um one of his siblings is allergic to grass, which is really very interesting, which is a sad, sad, sad aller- allergy to have. Um, so there, everybody's at the park except for his mother's side of the family, like those siblings who don't like Monique. And so big mom is there, G ma, she's there and she's like, Oh, it's getting late. You know, 90, 95 years old, 94 years old. You know, the, the, the dusk is happening. The sun is starting to set. I got to get home, baby. So he's like, like okay, green grandma, bye-bye. And, uh, Monique, they say to Monique, like, you know, don't let them other folks bother you none. You just going ahead and brush it off your shoulder. He was like, Jay-Z. She's like, you know, bro, go ahead and brush your shoulders off. I was like, Beth, dirt up your shoulder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> She's like, don't worry about them people. We love you. Sorry, I did love that song. Go ahead. <laughs> okay, that's it. Okay, so anyway, so basically, okay, so they get all their food. They had a bunch too. So like basically, you know, there's like three other people there. So they had all this meat and stuff like that. They pack it all up and uh, as they're backing out, honey, a familiar white car comes. I mean, and it's just, it's the same car. It has everyone in there, you know? And then they time and they pull up just as they're like backing out, kind of pinning their car there. And like Derek's pissed because they were three hours late. And so he's like, just go, just go, you know, and Monique's like driving. It's like, (laughs) I mean, for someone who just got her license, like near one month before the season started, I can't, I can't believe this woman's like life has been so dramatic. When I got my license, by the way, uh, I got my license and I got in two car accidents. I totaled two cars the two weeks after I got my license. Okay. I totaled my dad's Cadillac Elante, like going on the 73, like trying to merge. And I also then went to Michigan and I like flipped, uh, an aunt's GMC Jemmy and I, I was unscathed both times. And all I'm just going to say is that like, not even that was as dramatic for the first two weeks that this woman has had to deal with in a car because suddenly he's like, back out, back out. Back. She's like, huh, huh. One of the sisters comes and starts knocking on the window. Like, what are you going to do? He's like, you weren't here. He's like, don't be rude. Don't back up. But then my love, just like those Russian videos, I've ever seen these videos on YouTube of like dashboard cams. It's actually kind of hilarious. Look up. And I don't know why I think it's that, but whatever dashboard cams of people trying to get fake car injuries for money. Cause that's exactly what happens. I mean, this sister honey is like, she hit me. And then like hits the car and then just like falls on the ground. And the other sister like runs up and like, you know, like she had, she had kicked off one slide. She was like, your slide, you know? And then just like, they're like, they hit her. And then just like, they back up and run away. And then Monique again is like, why is this always my life? I'm always driving and they're screaming. And he's like, go, go, go. And the producers are calling her like, pull over. She's like, I'm going to pull over for the producers. She's like, just go back to the hotel. She pulls over into a KFC parking lot and they start yelling, yelling, yelling. You know, he like loses his mind. Like they start yelling and there's so many like words that are blacked out or whatever, like beeped out that I can't like truly understand exactly what is being said or why they're yelling other than the fact that it just feels like both tempers um, tempers get like aflamed and people have anxiety which then so the next part so basically i'll just tell you that like Derek calls her a bitch which is the only thing i can really understand exactly what happens he calls her a bitch and then she's obviously like not into it so she gets out of the car so then he looks at the de- at the like uh gopro on the dashboard and is like knows immediately he's like 
look, when you're in fucking prison, this world is slow. I mean, you have nothing to deal with at any time. That's like ritual, boring ass, slow shit. But when you're in real life, things happen so fast. I am not used to keeping up. Like, and it's a jarring transition, you know? And I could feel that, you know, like, I mean, whether things are manufactured for drama or not, like, you know, like they seem to be yelling at each other hardcore. Well, yeah, that, that, at that point, like, I really felt like he just kind of felt not overwhelmed, but like, was like, yeah, this is too much. Like, and then he says in his confessionals that honestly, it's crazy because a lot of their fighting isn't from him. It's, or her, it's outside influences that have caused this drama. And he's just like, I mean, that's the craziest part about it. Like, and I, I mean, I guess she's new to driving, which is why him yelling at her while driving got her so upset. And she mm-hmm. was like, you know, his, his the family wants to do stuff. But I'm also like, Monique, you're the one that's also talking about like, you're going to fight them or whatever. And it's just like, are you going to fight them? You're not. You didn't get out of the car and fight them then. You're never going to fight them. You're going to let your Shalandra, your sister, like do something. I don't know. It's just kind of like, I don't even know why, like, they try to like, I don't know. It was just all too much. It was all too much. It was drama. And they got into an argument. And she's just like, I just want to go back to the hotel. (sighs) I mean, she does. And she basically has to leave the next day. So, like... She, you know, she is being asked by the producer on the way home because he calls an Uber. She drives the producer back to the hotel and the producer's like, are you going to, are you going to see him again? She's like, well, I don't know. Like it's all, you know, up in the air. So then we see her at home and she's getting ready to go out. She calls her sister. She has a Nick's concealer right there. We all see it. And, um, her sister is like, I'm waiting on you. And then Monique reveals that she since leaving Derek checks his phone location around 50 times a day and knows that he has been cheating there or uh, uh, not trustworthy, like lying to her about, you know, where he is. And then in real time, we see this like things that happens, this phone call that happens during her confessional. She faced, did you see this? No. Yeah. I feel like you're looking at me. I'm like, why am I only, why am I telling you this? You didn't know this. Okay. Um, so she is, okay. So it's like in a blue top in this, in this confessional look with the eyelet, she calls him and he's at a restaurant. He picks up his FaceTime, right? And she's like, who are you with? And so he shows his like friend and the friend's girlfriend and uh, Monique can see that it's a four top and then she's like well who are you with and like no one's there and he shows that no one's sitting by him but on this like in front of what is an empty space the whole ass meal and bread so she can see that something's there right and like she's being lied to it so then he like hangs up on her and so like, oh, she calls back and is like yeah I just had a call or whatever like banana stuff so she's like yeah he's absolutely shooting on me but then the other thing that for sure seals it is that she ends up getting text and phone and video from a woman who basically we feel like is a correctional officer officer the same one that was like hey Derek you know what I'm saying like you know so then that person like sends pictures of like Derek smoking a cigarette outside their apartment sends a picture of Derek supposedly in bed just like super close face like as like on a pillow and eyes open so Derek like would have seen someone it's like there would have been no way that Derek wasn't like hey yeah you can take a picture of my face because this girl was like beep and then there's another video and again and you can tell that someone's recording of Derek just walking out of a person's apartment and then them being like Derek see you later babe like it was so much fun like being being with you thanks for being in my apartment <laughs> or something like super weird and obvious I don't even know what to tell you why you know what I just what? think she deserves all of this like I don't I, Monique is she deserves all of it she deserves every single second of it. She needs to go get some help, figure out her situation. And like, I'm not on her side at all. Like she's, she's a problem. He's a problem. And I also think she's a little predatory. Like they both did the same thing. They both used each other and she wanted to have somebody that she can control and that she could like, you know, put on her shoulder and carry around like a little baby. And he wanted someone to support him as he got out of prison and help him do some stuff. 
Uh, yeah. And I'll tell you the exact moment while I really started to like not be Monique's fan is that when she realized that Monique would, didn't buy her nephew a gift. Yeah. Yeah. That's when I checked out. Yeah. She spent a thousand dollars on jeans and didn't get her cutie tootie. Nothing. Didn't get him anything. How do you, how, how, how do you spend so much money on someone else and not on the cutest tootie? Well, maybe she, may, that's why she's with Derek. She considers him a small little cutie tootie. I guess. I mean, maybe her nephew isn't as cute as my nephew. Definitely not. Definitely. Uh, he's like fully growing up and he's like, well, he's as cute as your nephew's aunt. Yeah. <laughs> like woman against woman. No, Monique is a different looking person than moi, and both are beautiful women in their own way. I mean, we have gaps, so we could look similar if that would be the thing. My sister, my sister would have had a gap, but my mother got get, got her braces. Oh, yeah, she didn't do that for me, which I don't didn't want. I mean, to be honest with you, it was never even a subject matter. But my sister was like, "Yeah, braces, you." Um. Okay, let's move on. Oh wait. Yeah, that's it. But let's move on to. Um, oh, look at this. They are in the next episode of, or in the next season of Life After Lockup. The last thing they said about them was like, yeah, you know, like she's going to go, she's thinking about going out to Ohio again. Chris, no, I don't want it. But, honey, we know from social media that like she absolutely did. And they're like more booed up now than they were before, or at least coming for that like IG couplehood money. Here we are with Skylar slash Frankenstein's wife, the bride of Frankenstein, I guess is what we call that person, and Nathan slash Franco. Frank. Stenstein. <laughs> so we start out with them and they're like um well it's halloween so we're like oh my god they finally tell us in what in what time and space we are so you guys it is october 31st 2022 we've gone back in time mm -hmm. and um they're kind of just talking about what they want to do and she's like well i don't think that we should go drinking and get like drunk like we would normally do on halloween and i'm like people get drunk on halloween I fully just get excited about dressing up and giving out candy. I am so lame. <laughs> I am so lame. I had no idea that folks got drunk like that on Halloween. Yeah, if you go to a Halloween party, like maybe. But on Halloween, you get drunk on the day of the magic happens. All Hallows Eve. You don't want to like give candy to the kitties and like dress up and put on like lots of makeup like me. For some people who like to do things like alcohol or drugs every day is a day that ends in why so she's like what are you gonna be for halloween and he's like i'm gonna be this and she's like well i'm gonna be a pumpkin and i was like oh that's good i thought she was gonna be like sexy nurse or something so i was kind of into her saying she's gonna be a pumpkin and so then they're talking about the friends that they're gonna invite to the said event and um he decides that they're gonna be he's gonna be frankenstein and that she's gonna be the bride of frankenstein and then I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. That's what I heard. And the next time I saw them, he was going to propose and then didn't. Okay. <laughs> so, so then basically he's like, by the way, in prison, they would sometimes put like candy on your bed, like on your pillow. But if you ate that candy, they would come back and then you'd have to pay them back in sexual favor. So you, you can't ever eat the candy. Don't ever fucking eat that candy. And I was just like, could you imagine just like going around like, putting little like candy just being like let's just see who eats it and then just going back like a little pied piper like pay the tax man and being like you like that kit kat bar greg got another one you know that, <laughs> that's the end of, i don't know whatever it is oh uh, i've been so much i feel like <laughs> i feel like i would be in so much trouble in jail <laughs> You just because you every time you just I feel like you think you would just fuck everyone. You feel like you're just like the slut. You just like would just slut I out. Feel, Chris, if ever someone took God. my freedom away, and they didn't just told me what to do every single moment of my life, the only part that I would think I would be have a hard time with is the small ass beds and the terrible food. But like. It's like, to me, if prison feels like a place with no rules. Like, I mean, there are rules, but it just feels like a place where, like, if... Okay, here's what I'm saying. I feel like I know what... I can't wait to... I have a feeling about it, too, but I can't wait to hear what you're going to say. Go it's ahead. almost like I can't even imagine a scenario in which I would go to prison. Like, something would happen... Like, 
the only way I would ever go to prison is if like, God forbid, I lost my mind and I drunk drove and like killed someone or like something like, I'm not going to commit a crime. I'm not going to do anything. Like, however I get to prison is because I, there was an accident and Mm -hmm. I didn't mean to do it, but I fucked up. And so at that point, I literally have nothing to lose. I'm 40. If I go to prison at 40, when I come out, I'm just going to be a stripper. Like I'm going to be a process. Like there's, there's, I'm not building, rebuilding a life. I don't have any kids. I'm not going to figure anything out. I'm just going to become a degenerate. (laughs) Like not, not even, not, not that strippers are degenerates, but I'm just saying that I would, I would completely just be like, I wouldn't call you. We wouldn't be friends anymore. I would just move on with my life. Chris, Farah, if you think for one moment while your father is alive that I would ever come around you after having done, done a bit, I would never be able to look Mike Farah in the eyes. I would be so ashamed. Edison, because of the scenario that you've talked about where it's not your fault, you know, someone who loves you would know it's not your fault, but this is like real talk. Anyway, but let me also say this. I also feel like you did also become a Lizzie. I could absolutely see you scamming multiple men. Like, oh. yeah, 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 yeah. No, I can see you. I can see you absolutely just like having multiple men, just like trying to get them to buy as much top ramen as possible. Um, I thought you meant a heroin addict. And I was like, yeah, I would too. Like, I, <laughs> like, and no, no, not a heroin addict. But I mean, like, I would be like, oh, there, there is now, like everything that I'm doing now is to ensure that I have a comfy future. But if I go to prison, all of that is gone. All of my savings is gone, obviously, to pay like whomever to pay um, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I'm going to come out of prison poor and just like ashamed. So I might as well just move to my house, move into my house afterward. You wouldn't let me move with you? You heard I have. It wouldn't be the first time. <laughs> But I wasn't a fucking ex-con then. I was like a fucking kid. Anyways, anyways, that's what I just think. To, I just think about myself. Like if I were to ever go to prison, like I would become a different person. I wouldn't be me because I wouldn't, I would no longer have the responsibility. I would just be like, well, my brother and sister are just living their lives. I'm not going to come back and be that awkward person at parties. That's just like, <laughs> like I mean listen those awkward family members who come to parties after doing a bid in prison you're just like so what's up and they're like nothing and you're like oh yeah you've been like in prison for four years you know I never heard the word you know doing a bid but like it brings up kind of like the Italian-y thing that I like remember watching specifically in like Real Housewives in New Jersey that there'd be people that would go away and come back you know, and you'd never talk about it. They would just have gone away and come back. I think that's what you have to be like. Like you'd have to like, just, you'd have to like swallow whatever, you know, you know, ideas you have in your head of what life would be like. And you'd have to move on. And the healthiest way for you to move on is to adapt and change your ideas. And you would have to, you know, just come back to us. And if you want to only strip if you want to, well, you basically that already. I mean, come on. So like, yeah. You're not really I would just like I would be in I would be in the lifestyle fully, fully. There'd be nothing holding me back. There's no <laughs> thing holding me back. But um, anyways, were we talking about Monique and Derek or no, Skyler? Obviously. Sorry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, we're talking about a show, I guess. But um, I thought we we're talking about life. <laughs> but I guess that's my next season's life after lock up. So basically, here's Nathan and Skyler. Like he again have just been telling us how what not to do in prison, which is eat anyone's candy because they come back and they'll ask to eat, you know, eat yours. <laughs> but um, they go to like what is a cemetery scary house thing and we obviously know that you know no place that Skylar feels better than is when she's at a cemetery you know it's just like such a theme it's just always it's like Sky. this whole season for Skylar especially the end has been some sort of version of a Christmas carol where there's just different ghosts pointing at like gravestones and she looks at the gravestone and it says her name it's like Skylar bloobity blops whatever her name is you know 19... 19- 92 or how whoever horribly young she is you know 2023 you know oh she's probably she's probably younger than she i'm 1992 that bitch is probably born in like 2001 right no she's no she's late 90s because she's 27 or something oh yeah 
So yeah, so she's twenty seven. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. So, but also, I mean, she's like, wait, what? There was one thing I just remembered that she did. Oh, I don't know. But anyways, you told me she has kids. And now that completely changes everything that I think about this person. Like before well, I was just like, oh, she's annoying. Like Skylar. Okay. Oh my God. Those are her babies. That's her. Yeah. So Skylar uh, never on the show ever talks about ever having them children. Now them babies uh, to use the Mariah term. The youngest dem baby, which these are beautiful little baby girls um her the youngest baby's father is one of skylar's dead boyfriends okay god bless and the elder child is also one of skylar's boyfriends that uh you know guess what she has a type and the type was like drug addicted jail people and so he is in jail and i think he just came out i don't know who take care who takes care of the children but skylar posts about these babies on her instagram all the time so she wasn't like trying to keep them from us but like for whatever reason they were which is great i think it's actually better but and and easier for us to, to not judge her because it, it's it's hard to as we've already judged eris to be shown beautiful baby girls and be like why are you with horrible people mm-hmm. um yeah like them i in the pictures these ladies look and this is what I told Wa, clean, like their hair is brushed and they look at least somewhat, con- you know, cared for. I never yeah. her, but I would like to believe that Heather and Heather's son with a deep voice, who I wish were just a little thicker, more a little or like double, double thick. Um, it looks like they might have some some influence in these little girls' lives. Look at that redhead. We I love a redhead. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I love a redhead. So so cute, and I can't even believe that's her. That doesn't like slightly doesn't look like her. I'm like, um, is this a newer picture? Like, maybe it's just her without like all the makeup that's weird. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I mean, they look happy and healthy, and that's really truly all that matters. Um, but yeah, I'm glad we didn't see it because all of a sudden I would be like, why is she moving in with Nathan? Why isn't she moving immediately into the place where her daughters are? Why is she even dealing with Nathan who like blows up at her at any given moment and steals breakfast for her? Like, why is she so worried about getting drunk and like having a good time with her friends? Like, no, you have two children that you had irresponsibly because you could not stop your addiction. Um, you need to like go and be with them and make up for all the time that you've missed of their tiny little lives. You cannot get drunk and break your phone. And also it means it makes that scene where her mom is desperately looking for her and thinks that she relapsed much harder. It's a much harder. Um, Basically, this whole scene is them in this fucking like scary ass, you know, dumb thing. And his brother's there and he's in a mask and he like tells his brother like, yo, brother, I want to like propose. And the brother is like in a dumb ass, scary mask and is like, even I can see that choice is a horrible, dumb choice. And I'm wearing this mask in public. Okay, so then Skylar has a friend there too. Nathan goes and talks to the, to, the, to that friend and that friend, um, Skylar met in prison. And so they're like, do you think we should, you know, like get married? And they're like, no, you know, like, no. Also, everyone has been in prison. Everyone has been on drugs. So then Skylar talks to Nathan's brother and Nathan's brother's like, yeah, I just want the best of my brother. And I don't want you to like, you know, bring him back to drugs. And she's like, well, the same thing can be true, you know, said about you. You're also a drug addicted person. I don't want you fucking up your brother. So they're all kind of like that. Batman, or sorry, you know that soup, soup, uh, Spider-Man meme where they're all pointing at each yeah, other? Yeah, yeah. It's like, well, I don't want you to be a bad influence on my brother. I don't want you to be a bad influence on my on my boyfriend. You know, everyone's just like, I don't know. God bless. So then Nathan talks to Skylar's friends. Skylar's friends like, I don't think it's a great idea. I don't think uh, Skylar's ready for it. You know, like it feels like Skylar just has like some things to do and accomplish first. And Nathan's like, yeah, but you know I'm good for her, right? And, and Skylar's friend's like, yeah, but I don't want you. To, I don't think it's good for you to get married, you know. So then Nathan ends up being like, "I love her so much." Uh, and let me tell you, this is one of Nathan's lifeisms. Life is peaks and valleys, but not just the peaks and valleys. What it mostly is is the middle, and I want to spend the middle with her. So I'm not gonna ask her to marry me because, like, we got a lot more middle to middle middle. It's like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we're all like it's like this weird scene where we expect him to do something and he doesn't and then it cuts to his confessional and he's like yeah um 
I just I figured it wasn't the right time. I wanted to be special and like, you know, this is not special. And I was like, well, how many people get proposed to on a reality show? So that's pretty special. But I mean, like also she's like, I think we should do a haunted house. That's the one thing I do remember her saying. We could we shouldn't just go trick-or-treating. I'm like, girl, what do you mean? Of course, that's what you do. <laughs> we should we should go do a haunted house or like a haunted like whatever. And I'm like, yeah, that's what adults do. That's what we do. We go on haunted hay rides. We go to not scary farm. You okay? We go to like, yeah, someone just like slam their door. It's always very jarring. It's jarring for you. It's jarring for us to watch you suddenly be like, <laughs> it's horrifying. Oh, it is. It is. That is not what happened. Patreon. Is that what happened, Patreon? If you're on Patreon, you know that Wadis looked immediately to her side. That's dramatic. It went, and I was like, and that is not. So anyway, I feel like Waz's dream come true is to get proposed to during like a scary haunted hayride or some sort of like, like Waz likes Halloween. I have literally never thought about getting proposed to. So let me tell you what my dream is. My dream is to make enough money to never look at my bank account and just be able to spend and not even spend like, I'm not like talking about going to Chanel or like going to fucking whatever. I'm talking about just like swipe. Oh, I've like, I this thing swipe. Like, I mean, I, I would like to, like my dream is to like, if I could just like make 8,000 a month after taxes, I'd be very happy. Mm-hmm. How much is that a year? Go ahead. Let me do the math. <laughs> it's 80, it's 90, it's 90, it's, it's 97. Oh, good for you. Is it? Yeah, 96. So what it is is that I need to make $100,000 a year. Um, (laughs) Like $100,000. Yeah. Then (laughs) divided by 12 equals 8,000. Okay, well, that's 8,000 before taxes. So I need to make more. Yeah, you need to make more. So you probably need to make... What's the tax rate? Isn't it 30%, 33%? I don't know. I always end up owing. I think you have to make 133,000 because I think that at some point you get above the tax rate and the tax rate is going to be like. Yeah. I need to make 133. We're we're far from there. Let's do that. But you know what? Here's the thing. Who else is far from that? Justine and Michael. Although you wouldn't know it. (laughs) You wouldn't know it at all. They just keep, I mean, popping out the babies. I need to make X amount more. That's a lot more. But if you guys were to follow us on patreon.com slash docusweeties and I get enough of you guys, and I could make that much. I could make extra more. So we would like, <laughs> so if you guys want to do support us, go to patreon.com slash docusweeties and join us for $10 a month. We absolutely appreciated it. Appreciate it in general. Um, Only in the past we appreciate it. In the future, we will <laughs> hate you for it. Now, what Wall also wants to say is that we we actually need to make two hundred and sixty six thousand for thirty three thousand. So, uh, just putting that out there. And uh, we love you guys so much. I also want to say, like, Jesse and Michael are living on the gram, honey. They're like hosting nights at Atlanta Hot, hot Clubs, Hot Clubs, Hot Atlanta Hot. What's it called? Uh, uh, clubs, nightclubs. Yeah, just nightclubs. <laughs> I'm like, what did I say wrong? Um, so he's really trying. You know, he has a song out. If you want to listen to it, uh, is it on Apple cool. Music? Uh, it's on his Instagram. So okay. take with that what you will. I'm gonna um, download he it. So much weight in prison, you know, and mm-hmm. um, you know, my loves, he is enjoying his time out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, this was like a weird episode that we didn't need. Um, he walks in the house, he's pacing, and she's like, are you going to talk? And then he's like, well, wh- why'd you go and tell your mom I told you not to? And then she lies to him and us and tells him that her mom was needling her. And it's like, that's not what happened at all. That's not what happened. You were walking on a rainy street, and you. she was like, well, there's things to happen in the future. And you're like, well, the future is now. And she's like, what do you mean? Are you kidding me? And she's like, I'm not kidding you. The future is now. So that's what happened. She did not needle you at all. You weren't sitting in this bar waiting for him for 30 minutes while your mother had you underneath a magnifying glass with the sun glaring on you. You felt like a frying little ant. That is not how it happened, you liar. And then she basically brings it down to the fact that if you had just called me and told me you were going to be 30 minutes late, then I would have known to hold out for 30 minutes until you had gotten there. 
Um, so that was a lie. And uh, he forgave her or whatever. And they were just like, we got to do work in this together. And yeah, it was just annoying. Did you like that lip gloss that she was wearing? No, I don't like anything about Justine. I wish that she would like do something oh. with this part of her hair. Well, things have changed. So um, yeah, basically... You know, it's like they're a team, you know, now telling people randomly in different ways that they're pregnant or whatever. And then so they're like, well, now that your mom knows, we got to tell them kids, honey, like the kids that we live with, you know, like that sometimes are around us, you know. And so they take them all out to ice cream, maybe having just left a karate class. We're not quite sure. Uh, they're all wearing robes, you know, but they we, they know they like a, to dress together. We just like I'm hoping that like they did some sort of like tai chi before and michael is like look everyone's got their sundays but there's an extra sunday who's this sunday for in my mind i'm like you can't afford extra sundays right now but truly the kids and then he's like it's for mommy's baby that uh that we put in that baby's we put in that mommy and um justine's daughter doesn't take it super great uh yeah because justine starts to say like oh it's i get an opportunity to do it better i hope it's a girl and so, like, Kylie's, like, upset because she's, A, not going to be there, and then, B, she's not going to be there to see this little girl have a better life than her. And then we figure out that Justine started having kids, like, as a teenager, and she yeah. just, like, kept having them, like, ill-prepared and with no money, just, like, one after the other. I mean, not one after the other, but just, like, like five years apart, maybe, like, five, seven years apart. She just kept, like, she's, like, oh, at 16, I'm going to have one kid, okay? Whoops, uh, 23, I'm just going to have another kid with somebody. And then, like... 20 you know seven i'm gonna marry somebody and then have his kid and then still that's not good so she's been waiting 10 years to have another baby and i was just like wow you i mean she really did start early to wait 10 years between she's like 35 so i mean she had her last kid at like 26 or 25 or whatever and girl you had two before then yes just like in the in just like li living that adult life i guess and I get why Kylie's upset because um, she's leaving and then her mom is going to like treat this baby and have more money and have more support than she's ever had for this little daughter. And she's like, you can't say that those things out loud to the child that you struggled with. <laughs> I know just seems, you know, but she's not the most emotionally mature. Like, so she pulled her daughter aside. She's like, look, 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 basically I, I, I love you more than you love your, than I love your brothers. I mean, like I love them differently. I love you differently, but like, so <laughs> if I love this one new baby girl more than you, then you can just at least go to bed at night knowing that I definitely love you more than I love your brothers. Look at them. They all smell. You know, like that's basically what she says. I mean, I don't know, but kind of like, that's what I took from it. So, <laughs> um, so then we get back to the house, honey. And like that one kid, one of the kids like, yeah, it's a girl named Chad. If it's bad, it's a boy named Chad. Like that girl, that kid's like a charmer. So then they go back to the home and now like Michael has to tell his mom. Now, one thing we know is that Michael this entire time, you has been rehab or not rehabbing, not uh, paroling, I guess, definitely with Justine and all, her ass, and all her family, with all her kids, and not anywhere near his mom nor his kids all in Rhode Island. You know, it was mm -hmm. And they all feel a certain type of way about it because they have never, like, they've, like, hardly known their dad. Like, some of them young ones, like, don't know this person at all. You know what I'm saying? And so one of his children were like, whatever you do, dad, please don't go out of prison and have another baby right away without getting to know us. And he's like, Cool, I'll do it. And so basically he's like, doesn't want to tell like his family he feels bad about it, but like made Justine do it. Anyway, God bless. So then his mom, he calls his mom and Justine's kids are all around. Okay. Like, and before he calls his mom, he's like, you have to tell my mom. And I know that it might be like a bad call because like, she still probably feels some type of way about what happened with Justine. I'm like, oh, well, if you feel that way, like definitely like have this like perhaps hostile conversation, like not in front of everyone, honey, like you're lounging around, like would you just watch? I don't understand. Like, did you just watch fucking Toy Story 2? And then was like, I'm going to call my mom. So they're yeah. in the road, honey. He calls his mom and then he's like, and then he like moves the phone and Justine's in fact on his lap. So then mom has to talk to both of them. And Justine's just like, like face up just like looking at the mom the mom's not very into it and they're like yeah guess what you know justine's pregnant and then and he the, the michael's mom is taken aback and she in spanish is like you know puedo hablar contigo whatever uh but in spanish and uh he's like no whatever you have to say in front of me you can say in front of her you in know english so it's like obvious that he's making his mother the, the whole situation like Deris, deris, derisive that he doesn't have to do it he could just be like in spanish no you should say it in front of her and now we're going to speak in english 
Like, that's all he had to say. Yeah, you're right. But he, like, he stands, he, like, asserts his ground in such a way to, I think, like, show off, like, a certain amount of machismo bravado or, like, I have my woman or something. I don't know. We can take it for that. But so basically, then Michael's mom is like, all right, I'll tell you right, right, right in front of you. I think you should get a, a paternity test. Now, then Michael is like, look, she has a whole ass obsession with paternity tests. She has gotten other ones of my kids paternity tested without mine or my wife's consent. Now, I don't know about laws. Because <laughs> I'm not a lawyer. Because Chris is not a lawyer, you guys. She's not a I'm lawyer. Not. She's not a doctor. She's not a therapist. She's not a psychiatrist. She's not a... Uh, other things that she said that she's not. And... I'm like, I'm someone who is an expert in knowing what drugs people are on. And also I'm a rapper. Those are the things I can oh, yeah. die in the hell. Um, but like, just like Montana Mills. But yeah, basically, I don't understand how that could have been. Like, I don't understand how you can just like get get kids paternity tested or whatever without any of their parents' consent. I don't know if she was given uh, custody by some of the kids. And so that's how, I don't know if she just has an underground friend that does these tests. She just like snips some hair at night, honey, and a tooth fairy came and just Justine is like, Justine is like, she thinks I'm a two-bit whore. And I'm like, no, she doesn't think you're a two-bit whore. She thinks that you're an irresponsible, like... <laughs> Like she thinks I'm a two-bit whore. <laughs> I like, yeah, I, I I think it's ridiculous. But my favorite part is then Michael is like, I don't know who you think you are, Mom, Maury Popovich or Jerry Springer. And he says Springer right. But I was like, Popovich? <laughs> Maury Popovich? <laughs> no, that wasn't it. He said it, honey. He said it. Um, and I was like, oh, God. And the minute he said it, there wasn't even like a wink at camera that he thought it could be wrong. He really like said it like he wasn't even like, or whatever. Like, I just kind of like, he said it with conviction. Maury Popovich. So, you know, like, that's it. I think with Justine is definitely holding, you know, his baby. She, I mean, that woman definitely like was a ride or die for that man. I mean, who shows up? He, still to this day to pick up someone from prison like dress like Catwoman in his like fancy ass car. I'm so, you know, I I think it's rude especially because the mom knew her and like she's the reason why you guys are together to say that. I think the mom was out of pocket. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you think the mom was out of pocket from the beginning to the end too. Oh. Um, I just, I think at some point you just gotta let your grown ass kids make their own grown ass poor choices. Let me see, how old is he? Oh, this one doesn't say how old he is. God, he lost so much weight. Like, that guy would never be... I wouldn't... Like, nah. Well, that's what he looks like again. Really? Mm-hmm. No. I've seen him on Instagram. He doesn't look like that again. I think he's working his way up there. Uh... I eat as I, like, as I put a piece of bar in my mouth. Anyway. Um... I saw, I don't know, I saw one picture on Instagram that was like, maybe it was an old picture. Okay, so that was the end of the episode. Now, of course, with Justine and Michael, they're very much together. And the star is pretty much couple-wise in the next season of Life After Lockup. They have been very, if you want to follow them, uh, active on Instagram. And we said making appearances together. You can listen to his music. Yeah, he's he's working his way back up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know it's really hard if you I know this. I'm so yeah. It is really hard if you like to comfort eat or if you are used to using food, or if it's hard for you to show discipline, uh, and stop yourself from eating if you if you crave things. It's all very difficult, and I mean you know. I know it's a it's a hard fight. I think that because he has a lot of kids and stuff like that, and because he's in a he lives in um a city that also like outside doesn't have a lot of like months out of the year that you can really like work out, it's hard, I think, to also find avenues to do so without like an intense love of like working out or like going to a gym or having some sort of like obsession with like spinning or yoga or something like that you have to like kind of find those pockets i yeah i think about that like you know so many dudes play sports right 
as their athletic fitness routine. But then if you're, they live in, these people live in New York, God bless. And it's so cold all the time. You can't like play outdoor sports in New York all the time. You know, like if you're a basketball player, so I'm just saying, you know, it must be, it, it's like having to try and find something you like to do to work out is not the funnest. And having to stop yourself from eating when you have equated food with being comfortable and or happiness making is annoying as fuck. Especially if you want, especially if you felt like you've been denied in any sort of way. And if you're, you know, like you want to like indulge, indulge, indulge without without listening to the wise mind, I guess, which would say, I feel better when I'm taking care of myself. When I'm taking care of myself usually means X, Y, and Z. I eat right most of the time. I find movement most of the time, you know, most days throughout the week and I find balance. So uh, the struggle is real. That's all I'm going to say about that. Well. Oh yeah. I closed my rings. Yay. Oh. It didn't alert me. That's interesting. Anyways, let me stand up some more so it can alert me. Um, yeah, so I've been definitely working on that, but yeah, you're right. Um, all right, you guys. So thank you guys so much for watching us on this season of love after lockup. We will obviously see you next week for life after lockup with all, uh, not brand new couples, but couples that you, we remember and we love fondly. Um, wow. And we'll also see you on 90 day fiance the other way, which has finally has another episode. Um, I just want you guys to think about it. if you guys are watching 90 day the other way, um, that one who is with Mahmoud, is that his name? No, his name is what? I don't know his name. The one lady with who, Nicole, she's with the Egyptian guy. She's 38 and so is Ashley. So it's just like so interesting the gambit of what a 38 could look like on a person. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, um, I just want to say one thing. You said that uh, the couples that are coming back, we all love fondly. I wouldn't say we love them fondly. I would say that we tolerate them uh, miserably. No, I'm just I guess I was thinking of um, Brittany and Marcelino. Honey, I got to get back my love, honey. I don't know what that love is, but it's gone. Um, yeah. What a lovely time that we've had with you all. And thank you so much for listening. If you haven't yet, please follow us on social media. You can follow follow us on Instagram at DocuSweeties. We also exist on Twitter at DocuSweeties1 and on TikTok at DocuSweeties. Now, this whole time, we've been using pictures and we've been like doing fun things and like we also need to make that $266,000 a year. And how did they help us with that, Wa? Um, they could do so by joining us on Patreon at $10 a month and you get the visuals of what is tickling your eardrums right now. Um, and we get other exclusive content that nobody else gets and you get it right away, in fact. So it is whatever time on february 18th and those who are on a patreon are going to get it in like the next five minutes you know so they already know our thoughts so you can do that by going to patreon.com slash docusweeties join us it's a hee-haw good time i just looked at our our um instagram we only have 451 followers okay we need we need help but we're gonna get there we're moving up we're moving up. i mean like you guys can you help us get there 451 like we have more on our own pages separately. So we got to get those people to get over there and show us some love. Um, but anyway, so thank you guys so much. And we will see you in our next episode. Okay. Have a fantastic week. Bye.